0: Hello and welcome to Literacy Matters. My name is Cheryl Lundy-Swift, and I'm so excited to have Miriam Ortiz with me. Miriam, thank you so much for having this conversation with us. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Awesome. Well, why don't we first start by just you telling us a little bit about yourself and your work as a literacy professional? Sure. Um, so my literacy
1: journey, I guess, if you want to call it sure. <laughs> um, started um, in my undergrad and graduate school at Florida State University, and I worked with some really great professors there and the Florida Center for Reading Research. And um, then as a classroom teacher, I taught reading, math and science um, to students with behavior disorders, then uh, At Southern Methodist University, that's really where where it took off, where I worked with just some amazing researchers in the field of early literacy and early literacy development. And I was able to then learn so much and teach some courses in literacy acquisition and literacy assessment and deliver several professional developments and just seeing the importance of Foundational literacy skills and early literacy and um, how that how that impacts students, not just in elementary school, but throughout their entire education and in adulthood as well.
0: Of course, absolutely. Well, I love, you know, obviously you have this love for teaching and learning and as we think about our wonderful teachers. Right after the week of teacher appreciation, Um, as you know, some parts of the country, teachers are quickly coming to an end of their school year and in other parts, they have a month, you know, more or less. Um, What advice would you give teachers to keep their literacy momentum at this time of the year? Well, the first thing I want to say is keep it up. Don't give up.
1: there there's still time to impact your students really continue that intensity we're finding more and more often that with more intensive intervention and the right tools we can actually attain less learning loss in the summer uh, if we really keep you know intervening strongly
0: and with fidelity you know through the end of the school year so don't give up. Well, you know, speaking of summer, right? So that's, that's really great advice. And speaking of summer, I've got to tell you that, you know, what can, what can teachers do to help children, like maintain those literacy skills, um, or even grow them during the summer?
1: That's a really great question. And I know that You know, it's difficult because as teachers, you know, we don't really have access always to our students during the summer. So I would suggest really thinking about resources that you can provide to the students and to the families so that they can use them during the summertime. thinking about, you know, free books that are available, maybe online or um, thinking about local libraries and sharing with the families the activities that happen there at your local library. Um, And if nothing else, you know, just even um, encouraging families to to read to their children, right, that goes so far. Um, It builds language. It really helps build background knowledge as well. and there's so many other benefits other than just literacy benefits. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I think we forget that in the impact that just reading to our children can have reading together. so
0: Sure. I mean so you know when, when I think about families supporting their their children, um, you know some of them may be thinking, well what, what really can I do or what should I even be reading? Like do you have any advice specifically for families? So for families, um,
1: who that's a loaded one. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, anything that really interests the child. You know, you want to think about that. That's really important. Something that really is is of interest and going to hold their engagement. Also, thinking about reading together versus just having the child read on their own, so that you can really support the child um, when if they're if they're not fluent readers or if they're making errors that's something that's really important um and then also there are lots of places online where you can find um, free activities and free books that like i mentioned before i've worked quite a bit. Um, I'm from Florida. So the Florida Center for Reading Research at Florida State or the University of Florida Literacy Institute, they both have really wonderful resources that both teachers and families can use to to support their their reader.
0: Thank you for mentioning that. We'll definitely make sure that we put uh, those websites, um, connect them to our website as well. Um, So when we think about like reading. You know, there's some children that think of reading as a chore. It's something that they don't enjoy. How can teachers make learning to read fun and meaningful throughout the year, but especially at this time of the year?
1: Yeah, that I can totally relate to that. <laughs> I have two little early readers, a, a six-year-old and an eight-year-old boy, voice. So um, keeping them engaged at the end of the year, I can totally get that. Um, so <laughs> I would really suggest um, if you can b- play literacy games or create games or find resources where you can practice reading. So practice letter sounds. So even building trail games where you know you can roll a dice and when they land on a letter, they practice that sound. Or when they land on a word, they practice that word. Um, that those are always really helpful. Um, doing to help build fluency um, and prosody you know if you can do plays at the end of the school year or even just as part of your you know maybe not something that you're actually going to present to families but something within the classroom right so reading plays and and acting them out in the classroom that's always really engaging um and then one thing that i remember, you know, when I was in third grade, I had a teacher read us Charlotte's web. And then once she was done, you know, she would read us a little bit every day. And then when the book was done, we actually got to watch the movie. And I still remember that that was so impactful and engaging, and just gave me a love for reading. Um, So that's just something, you know, those are a few things that we can try here at the end of the school year. That's awesome. Do you remember that teacher's name? Um, oh, that's a great question. <laughs> yes, I do. Her name was Miss Powell.
0: Wow. Well, shout out to Miss Powell for really, um, really, really just kind of fueling your love for reading. That's amazing. Now, when I think about, you know, she ignited that love of reading for you, but you know, there's some children out there who are still struggling with reading. right What can teachers do for those students who are still struggling, especially right now? Like what what can they do if they're still not making the progress that we we think they can make or we want them to make?
1: I'm going to go back to what I said earlier about keeping up that intensity, the amount of time that we really dedicate to building those foundational literacy skills and really thinking about um, maybe adding additional minutes of instruction for specific skills that the students are struggling with. And um, knowing where those gaps are for each student, and I really always strongly recommend doing some formative assessment that is really connected closely with the curriculum or with what they're learning now um, to help you identify those gaps so you can really target it and hit those hard at the end of the school year.
0: Sure, sure. So I love love that you say you know, don't don't give up. Now, so is there one thing that you'd like to leave us with or highlight for our audience today? Sure, really that it's it's not too late, right? I know school is is
1: almost over, the school year is almost over, but it really isn't too late to make an impact on your students and to really help them get ready for that next school year and to help them get ready for summer.
0: Awesome. Well, Miriam, it was absolutely a pleasure learning from you. And thank you so much for all the advice. We hope that uh, teachers are going to be able to continue to move that needle, um, even at at the end of the school year. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for the opportunity.